hours over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesdays, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. You heard right, 50% off wine bottles on Wednesdays at Spurrier's. And of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch, available every Saturday and Sunday. The hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Friday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. You know what today is. It is prognostication Friday your chance to call in and give us the lowdown who is going to win who is going to win some of the bigger games coming up this week we'll let you know what some of those games are momentarily uh, today if all goes according to Hoyle Anthony Tresh pro football focus will be here uh, to talk a little college football with you TV 20 sports director Kevin Wells will be here Talk about some of the key high school games coming up. Get his thoughts on Florida, Tennessee as well. And uh, a since Aaron, by the way, did you see about Aaron Judge last night? The, the Yankees are batting him leadoff uh, to get him more at bats. Smart move. Uh, he was walked three times last night, however, uh, and did not hit a home run. Yesterday, you heard uh, Kevin Maris on with us. Uh, so gracious to take his time and be with us live uh, because the Maris family in New York. Um, well, I had a chance several times to interview Roger Maris, and you're going to hear one of those interviews today uh, that I did with him, uh, and he talks quite a bit about the 61, you know, what he went through, uh, and uh, he also talked about leaving the Yankees, going to the Cardinals, et cetera. 
Uh, you'll hear that today. It brought back a lot of memories, a lot. Uh, it was fun to do. All right, some of the things that are going on. Did anybody see uh, ETN's mom on Twitter today? If you have not seen it, go to it because it's pretty amazing. This is a woman whose son is playing on this team and Again, we're talking about somebody who just came on the scene here. I'm not going to spoil it for you yet. I'll have you go to it. Um, but it's pretty interesting, though, um, what she had to say. I I'll leave it at that. If you've seen it, uh, you can maybe comment on what you have seen. All right. Today... The Prognostication Friday games that we will do. We'll have, by the way, last night, in case you missed it, uh, West Virginia taking care of Virginia Tech. Coastal Carolina, nasty game last night with Georgia State. In fact, uh, Coastal Carolina's coach uh, kind of intimated after the game that Georgia State's players were playing dirty. Um, anyway, here are the games uh, that we will do. Missouri-Auburn, that's interesting just from the SEC standpoint. A battle of undefeateds. Duke-Kansas. Did anybody think at the beginning of the year on a prognostication Friday we'd be doing Duke-Kansas? But we are. Also, Notre Dame-North Carolina is a game we will look at. Also, we go down the list here. Arkansas, Texas A&M, that's being played at Jerry's World. We'll do that. And Wisconsin, Ohio State, that game being played uh, in Columbus. And obviously, Florida, Tennessee, score and why. Those are the games we'll be doing today. Okay? So, we will take your phone calls Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com, and we'll go from there. I must tell you what I thought would happen. Now I, I won't know till I hear what you have to say, but for when I'm reading on social media, fandom is coming out. Well, we've owned Tennessee. We we we. You know they're. I'm, right now, I'm picking Tennessee, I'm telling you. I'm picking Tennessee, and I hope I'm wrong. Florida, has they've got to show me some things. Now, Tennessee's got to show me they can also beat Florida because they haven't shown that. But will Anthony Richardson be the Anthony Richardson we think he can be? Will they be able to stop the run? Will they be able to contain Hendon Hooker? So until Florida shows me some different things, i got to go with the home team here. We'll see what you think. Gator Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. I'm on I-75 North, just north of Atlanta, heading over. There you go. Um, I did see at a rest stop the Travis Etienne's mom's comments. Um, she's not wrong. 
Well, I'll let you do this. For those who didn't see it, go ahead and and summarize what she said. I mean, it was was just, I didn't read it carefully, but it was just a criticism of how whiny our fan base is and how, you know, at the first sign of disaster, or at the first sign of any adversity, everybody just cries disaster. I mean, it's the same thing that happened in the summer when the recruiting got off to the slow start. Yep, that's about right. Okay. (laughs) um, But... One of the interesting things to me, though, is one of the one of the sticking points, at least from a lot of my friends in the fan base, was that we need EPN and to a lesser extent Johnson to have more carries and more touches. You know, that's that's one of the things, especially when like it comes to the play calling, that I've been the most vocal about. So I don't know if his mom has heard that aspect of the criticism, and if she has, like whether you know it's just a neutral point of view. But I just thought that was an interesting because I know a lot of the fan base that I'm friends with, at least, has definitely been calling for 2-7 and seven to get more touches. Well, here's the thing that's difficult, okay? First of all, that is going to be predicated in part by the defense getting the other team's offense off the field. They can't allow Tennessee to run the same amount of plays, 70-something, that USF ran. Because if you're only running 48 plays, which Florida ran last week, that's not a lot of touches for anybody. It's just not. So that number's got to get better. But here's the other issue. If people want to see Anthony Richardson become more of a runner, if people want to see Anthony Richardson be a better thrower, well, he's got to have the ball. Well, again, that means maybe not as much of the running backs. So that's the dilemma as a play caller you have. There's only one football. Well, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't care how many touchdown passes Anthony Richardson has. Our strength is the run game, and especially in the SEC, you cannot take having an advantage running the ball for granted. And no. I think, I think we, to a lesser extent, we do. And honestly, I feel like we got sort of a little foreshadowing with Billy Napier shouting out Kitna with like having a serviceable backup that we could probably start running the ball with Richardson, kind of how we were in the Utah game against Tennessee. Because we have to keep our offense on the field. If we don't win time of possession, we lose the game. And if it's something like, you know, 21 minutes to 39 minutes, it's going to be a blowout. Yep, but I will also say this. When you look at what Florida is going to do for its long-term success – Anthony Richardson has to throw the football and at least become the type of quarterback he was against Utah. Because what's going to happen if he's not? I know what I would do if I was a coordinator. I'd stack the line of scrimmage and make him beat me throwing the ball. So well, wait, I, but see, we, we ran two-thirds of the time against Utah, and then against Kentucky, we ran like 40 Right, of the time but Richardson was effective so. enough in that game, Mike, to make that work. He's not been as effective since. What I'm saying is the reason he was that effective is because we were running the ball so much. That's not true because the other games they ran the ball a lot and they weren't. He wasn't effective. But not as much. We were. We ran the ball. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with you here, but okay, I I, I see your point. Okay, Mike, have a safe trip. Thank you, Uh, John. Welcome to the show. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. Before I get to my picks, um, I want to get your take on the uh, Dolphin-Bills game this weekend. Huge game. I think the Bills are the best team in football. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I asked this yesterday. 
uh, when I had my guest on from Pro Football Focus, if the Chiefs and the Bills played today, you know, who would win? I think they're the two best teams in football. Um, but, you know, Josh Allen is really coming into his own. I cannot see Miami winning this game. I, I do think, however, uh, that if they can keep it, you know, close, compete, uh, you know, then that, would may, they, that may bode well for them down the road. I got you. Hey, let me get to my picks. All right. Uh, Missouri-Auburn. Wow, uh, I know Auburn is uh, missing some, some pieces in their offense, mainly their quarterback. Uh, I'm going to say upset with uh, go with Missouri. Notre Dame, North Carolina. North Carolina. Clemson, Wake. Uh, Clemson. Arkansas, A and M. Good game in Jerry's world. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Arkansas pulling the upset. Duke, Kansas. I saw some people picking Kansas here. I know. Um, are they? Uh, are they? Uh, are they good this year? Both teams are undefeated. I got you. Okay. Well, give me. I'm going to say Kansas. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State. Gators scoring why? I'm going to say 38-24 Tennessee. I think uh, Anthony has a good game, but I just think uh, with that no huddle that Tennessee does, I I just think it's going to be too much for Florida. So I think Tennessee 38-24. All right, John. Thank you for your call. 12:13 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Uh, we'll get our first guest here coming into the program. That's Anthony Tresh from Pro Football Focus, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Molly Cooper. The number 20 Florida Gators hit the road for their first away game against number 11 Tennessee at Neyland Stadium. The Gators have not lost to the Volunteers since 2016. Live coverage of the game starts here at 11.30 tomorrow. The Rays play the Blue Jays tonight for the second game of a four-game set. The Rays look to build off the last night's win. Coverage of the game begins here at 6.30. Men's and women's swim and dive compete in their first meet of the season today in Gainesville against Nova Southeastern and Arkansas. The men's team is the reigning SEC champions for the last 10 years. Men's tennis is in Nashville this weekend playing in the Commodore Invitational. This Invitational is three days. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. I've been doing that for a while now, folks. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs from you. Now, look, I know... You normally sell your vehicle, but if you can afford to donate it, it's really, really for a good cause. Donations are tax deductible, go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills. They repair the vehicles, and they resell them. And again, these are at-risk boys who are trying to get themselves right at this facility. It's a real win-win situation. They've been helping these boys for over 70 years. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do a whole lot of good. For more information, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss on a lure. Take a cruise. Ranger boats are known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized tracker marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, 
pontoon boats, or Rangers' legendary saltwater series, all powered by Mercury. Enjoy the biggest playground on Earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. In 1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Sunday. After two straight road wins to start the season, Tom Brady and the Bucks look to stay undefeated when they host Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the home opener. Play action fake. Sold by Rodgers. He sacked at the 15-yard line. He is clobbered. Devin White's got the fourth sack of the game. He's got two. Pre-game at three kickoff at 425. Fire the cannon. Catch the call live from Ray J. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Always appreciate our relationship with Pro Football Focus. We're going to bring Anthony Tresh in to talk a little college football today. Anthony, what's up? Good to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. Um, you, know, you, you and I have had the history of Emory Jones here. So I'm going to ask you about Anthony Richardson now. Uh, I understand, and look, he's a great kid. I understand what scouts look at, project him to be. As you look at him on tape right now, Anthony, what do you see from him? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of what I was expecting from the jump. Um, you know, I, just after last year, I thought it was pretty premature to say, you know, he's going to be the number one pick or even a first-round quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. You know, you could definitely see the tools. You still do. But, I mean, there's just a lot to work on. I mean, at the end of the day, the quarterback position is, you know, in between the ears. You know, what you are as a decision maker, that's that carries the most weight. And I think that's just the biggest um, area that Anthony Richardson really needs to improve on, you know, just given what we've seen over the last few weeks there. So, you know, I, I think he's got a long ways to go, um, you know, and that's kind of what I was expecting entering in the season. I, 
I was a little off on uh, Emory Jones, actually a, a lot off on what he was going to be for Florida. But, you know, with Anthony's case, you know, unfortunately it's kind of looking like, you know, what I thought from the beginning was true. I mean, he just still has a lot to work on. But, you know, at the end of the day, he is very young. And we see it all the time with some of these guys. I mean, they can't turn it around. Um, you know, it just takes reps and experience to really kind of get there. So I'm not say, completely writing him off. Um, you know, that's way too soon to do that. But it is way too soon to say, you know, he is a slam dunk NFL franchise quarterback prospect. Okay, let's uh, – is Georgia better this year than they were last year? Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, they look the part. They definitely look like they're the same team as they were last year, which is crazy to say after they lost all of, all those guys to the NFL. Um, it's just kind of been it's incredible the way they've been able to put these young and experienced players on defense and make them look like just like how they were last year, you know, just well-oiled machines that just knew the scheme inside and out, just uber-talented, um, just well-experienced players, even though they aren't that. You know, you have Malachi Starks, the true freshman defensive back, one of our highest-graded defensive backs at the Power 5 level there for him. Um, Jamon Dumas Johnson, uh, the off-ball linebacker, I mean, he's been incredible. He was a breakout candidate for us this year. He's definitely kind of living up to that um, expectation there. So, you know, I think overall, I, I don't know. I still want to see a little bit more from Stetson Bennett. Um, just, you know, when he is down and he has to win the game on his own, you know, thinking back to the SEC championship game last year, I mean, ultimately he was able to ride the ship there, but you know, I, I do think that he can be a little vulnerable in those situations. So I kind of want to see him in those, those types of situations to prove that, you know, Georgia is the all around clear cut best team in the country. Um, but, you know, as far as you experience the last year, I think they're pretty close, which is a scary thought for the rest of the country. Yeah, it is. Um, let me ask you about Texas A&M, Anthony, and their offensive issues. I, I read – now, remember, Jimbo Fisher is an offensive guy and won a national championship. But I keep hearing his offense is too complicated. His quarterbacks can't get it. it it's not – a good offense in college. Is that the issue? Is the quarterback the issue? Is it a combination of both? I mean, I, I would say it's a combination of both. I mean, Jimbo Fisher definitely, I mean, he's got a PhD in football, right? And he was one of the best football minds. And I don't think anybody's doubting that, but his offense is pretty difficult to master, right? I mean, it's not like some of these other, you know, offenses that you see at the collegiate level that are very quarterback friendly. There's not a lot of heavy lifting there from the quarterback. Um, but, you know, with Jimbo Fisher, I mean, you need to have an advanced player at the position. And what he had with Kellen Mond, and, you know, we, we've seen him at the NFL level. Obviously, it's not working out for him um, at the professional ranks. But he never made those special throws. But he could at least just get by, right? He makes the right decisions. He did it when he was with Texas A&M, and that at least got them by, you know. He was missing that element to kind of make those, to add that extra, you know, layer of those big-time throws, that capability that kind of left them short quite often. Um, but, yeah, it could at least get there. You know, it was enough, the minimum, to at least lead an efficient offense. Um, and, you know, what he has right now, you know, whether it's, you know, it's been Haynes King and Max Johnson, I mean, they just haven't really been able to do it. And I don't think, you know, either of those quarterbacks are, you know, I would say advanced players. Like, I don't think if you put them in any scheme, that they, any other scheme that they would thrive, you know, they'd be top talent at the position. But, you know, let's not to say that this offense isn't kind of, I would say, hindering them just a little bit because they are quarterbacks that need a little bit of help there. They need their hand held just a little bit. So I think it's a combination of both. You know, with Jimbo, I think he probably needs to play to the player's strengths more often as opposed to kind of putting him in, you know, his situation, his ideal role. 
um, to fit his offense. I think that's probably something that he will need to adapt on, and I think he probably will. Um, that's my opinion on it. Um, some people may disagree, but I, I think it's probably a combination of both there. All right, you got you got a Gator audience here, obviously, Anthony. Uh, look at Tennessee. Look at Hooker. Uh, Heupel's done a really good job with this program. Is Tennessee for real? Yeah, so, I mean, I think Tennessee's very fascinating. And I'm going to start out by saying Hinton Hooker, I've seen a lot of hype with him, that he can be an NFL guy. I don't think he is, but he's a perfect fit for this offense, right? I mean, with hype, Coach Heupel's offense, I mean, it's an up-tempo spread attack. They're going to go sideline to sideline, and it's pretty simplistic, right? I mean, this is the exact opposite of what we're seeing with Chimbo Fisher at Texas Yes, A&M. no doubt. It is extreme. Yeah, it is extremely quarterback friendly, right? I mean, if they see that single high safety, they're throwing that go ball down the sideline and they're going to go vertical, right? If they get that too high, they're going to run the ball. They get the quarterback design runs in there or they'll, they spread it out and kind of get that void in the middle of the field and then they'll get that guy, you know, with that slant over the middle. Um, you know, it's pretty simplistic, but it's highly, highly effective. They have the right players in place to r- run that up tempo attack there. So it's definitely one of the more dangerous offenses in college football. I mean, it's been that way since he was at UCF. Um, and at Tennessee, it's picking up right where he left off at UCF. So, I mean, it is a dangerous, dangerous offense. And Florida's really going to be able to put up some points there because it doesn't matter how good a defense you play. Tennessee will find a way to score. You know, it's just kind of you got to be able to match him a few drives there. So, I mean, it's, the offense is going to be key here because, again, no matter how good the defense plays, you know, Tennessee's probably going to out-scheme you a couple of drives and kind of get some points on the board there to make it a little bit difficult. So, you know, it is it is as advertised, right? I don't know if it's so much, you know, just having the, you know, the NFL talent kind of running the show. I just think it's a very well-designed offense that has the players bought in and they know exactly their role and they're going to carry it out effectively. Anthony Tresh, our guest here on Sports Scene, Pro Football Focus, talking a little college football. Two last things. Um, take a look at whichever uh, top 25 you want to look at um, we all know the top what three four five teams Kentucky intrigues me they get Rodriguez back but their offensive line has not been very good and yet they're ranked in the top 10 in both polls is this a mirage uh yeah I mean I'm probably leaning in that direction and you know maybe I think a lot of it just if they have a couple bounces their way, they could stay a top 10 team for a little bit. But this kind of reminds me of like um, maybe a Michigan State last year that we're kind of seeing fall off a little bit. I mean, there's just some vulnerabilities there where I would I would be very, very cautious to say that they're a easily a slam dunk top 10 team in the country. Um, like you said, the offensive line had a lot of turnover. They're not performing up to expectations. They do get Rodriguez back. Will Levis, I think – He's very much in the same boat as Anthony Richardson. I thought the kind of the hype with him was very premature, just given what he's shown. And honestly, he hasn't played all that well this year, right? I mean, he has all the talent in the world. It's putting it in the action now. And I think he struggled to do that. And I think when he faces some kind of, I would say, tougher defenses, it, it may show a little bit. So I think it is pretty premature. Um, it's going to get interesting over the next few weeks, though. Um, I think we'll pretty we'll find out whether or not they're a top ten team. I'm in the camp where I think it's it's pretty. I don't know. Like, you look at some of those teams that are up there, and I think the gap between probably the fifth-best team and the eighth-best team is pretty significant. But if you put them in kind of that stratosphere, I think it's pretty um, pretty bold, I will say. Uh, is there a sleeper team that you like, Anthony, that, you know, maybe 
in the top 25, but maybe flying under the radar a little bit. Anybody anybody fit that bill for you? Um, I'd probably go with Michigan. And, you know, they're highly ranked, of course, you know, top five team and all. But I, I think – I really do think that they have the horses to compete for a national title this year. Um, so that's why I think they're a little bit sloughed on there. I think J.J. McCarthy truly is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I mean, again – We've only seen him start a couple of games, but we've seen him get plenty of game action since uh, last year's true freshman campaign, former five-star recruit. He's he's shown everything that you possibly could want in a young quarterback, right? I mean, he's made – I mean, actually, I had a tweet this past week. He has zero negatively graded plays this, this season. Every other Power 5 quarterback has at least six. And I know wow. he's played Hawaii, Colorado State, and UConn. But you typically see at least a couple of, you know, maybe a bad throw, an errant throw here and there against even if you're playing an SCS team. But he hasn't had that this year, right? And then you even go back to last year. I mean, he's got an elite PFF grade as an underclassman. He's a true dual-threat quarterback. He has the arm talent. He has the athleticism, um, the accuracy, the decision-making. It's all there. I, and plus the weapons he has at his disposal. And you have Blake Corum and Edwards in the backfield. you got A.J. Henning and Ronnie Bell and Andrew Anthony. I mean, you could go on and on. Roman Wilson, they have so many op- uh, weapons on offense that, you know, I think with that offense, they could be – I think they're closer to Ohio State than a lot of people think, and I think that's going to be a pretty big game. I mean, honestly, we could see both of those teams undefeated going into rivalry week, and that may be the game that not only decides the college football playoff spot, but also the Heisman Trophy. I mean, I I think they're that kind of level of team in the defense. They may not have an Aiden Hutchinson on the team that's kind of taking over, but they're just full of solid guys that, you know, I don't think any of them are kind of playing poorly. Um, so I think that's probably my sleeper team. Again, they're highly ranked, but I think they're even better than a lot of people think. Okay. Where can people see your work, Anthony? Yeah, over at BFF.com. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got the app, of course. Um, that's new. If you're big into fantasy or betting, it's it's a can't-miss experience. It'll, it'll only help you, um, <laughs> and it's free if you go to the app store. That's sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for your time. Hopefully we'll talk next week after these games this weekend. Thank you very much. Of course, thank you. Anthony Tresh, Pro Football Focus, 1230. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you You will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds and diamond jewelry than you ever imagined in one place at prices you never thought possible. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. I got over 50,000 diamonds in stock, all shapes, all sizes, all price points. We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores, all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere, period. And relax. At IDC, there's no pressure. No commission salespeople, no pricing games. In fact, we'll show you the inside secrets of the diamond industry and teach you how to maximize value. At IDC, you get to buy like a dealer buys. All this plus a free lifetime warranty on any purchase, a 110% diamond upgrade guarantee, and over 4,000 designer rings you won't find anywhere else. We are the 800-pound gorilla, and you'll see the difference the minute you walk in the store. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. At Celebration <laughs> Point. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A dry cold front is moving through our area today, turning breezy this afternoon, but otherwise sunny and warm. Highs in the mid to upper 80s. This evening, an overnight sky staying clear. Low temperatures turning cool. Dropping to the mid to lower 60s tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, still breezy. Highs in the mid 80s with lots of sunshine. That'll be the case for Sunday as well. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Are you watching Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, I am. Okay, because I'm watching it with my kids. I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but I don't even know who Obi-Wan right. Kenobi Obi -Wan is. Obi-Wan I got you. But, oh, Darth Vader was catching wrecking on episode... Darth Vader showed up in episode three. Up, up until up? a couple years ago, I thought it was Darth Vader. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. It is Prognostication Friday. Lucas says Auburn, Clemson, North Carolina, Arkansas, Ohio State, 31-24 UF. So the Vols beat the Gators. He's got a roll with the Gators. Tony says Missouri, North Carolina. If Missouri beats Auburn, that might be the end for Harson. North Carolina, Clemson, Texas A&M, Kansas, Ohio State, Tennessee, 38, Gators, 21. Vols would have to totally screw this up for them to win. My fear is they load the box, 
we can't make plays to get first downs, and Tennessee runs like 80 plays. All right, 3928255 on this prognostication. Friday, D, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, let me hit on the game uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going 31-20 Tennessee, Steve. Um, you know, I, is there a path to victory? Yes, but, you know, the path, it, the path to victory is something the Gators just haven't shown. Uh, they haven't shown an ability to beat teams down the field with a downfield passing game. And to me, when I look at this game, Steve, you're going to have to probably get three or four downfield plays of 30 yards or more. Uh, you just, like, like all the people have been saying, Steve, Tennessee ain't stupid. They're going to stack that line with eight guys, and they're going to force Florida to beat them down the field. And if they can't do it, uh, you're going to have a lot of – I think Florida will have some success running the ball, but you're not going to run the ball down the field on Tennessee all game long. You're going to have to make some big plays in the passing game. And I just think, you know, without, without us being able to do that uh, and the quarterback turning the ball over and this defense not being able to stop the run, and you know Tennessee is going to do that hurry up. So, you know, like I said, man, we're walking into a hornet's nest, man, and I just think it's uh, – there's not one objective Gator fan that can go into this game and say, uh, you know, Tennessee doesn't have the advantage. That The spread is 10 points for a reason. So with all that being said, Steve, I, I just think it's, it's Tennessee's time, and I think they're going to win the game. Here's the thing that I find interesting. Uh, first couple of callers said, you know, we need more running backs on the field. And I get the sentiment, Right. That's right now, at least today, that's Florida's strong suit. And if you can run the ball, it does two things. A, it keeps your offense on the field. It keeps Tennessee's really good offense off the field. So you win a lower-scoring game. I, I totally get that, okay? But to your point, right, Tennessee knows that too. Yep. So if Anthony Richardson is able to exploit what – Tennessee, I think, will give him, I think that elevates Florida's chances a lot because Tennessee is not great defensively. They're better than they were, but they're not great. And then what nobody is talking about, D, in this game, which I think is a huge deal, is what you brought up, right? If I'm, Look, every game's different. Tennessee can turn the ball over. But if South Florida was able to run the way they did, what makes you think you're going to stop this team? So defensively, can they cause it? Can they harass Hooker? Can they make some turnovers happen? That Florida needs help in this game, and that's one way they can get it. Right. I mean, Tennessee would we we would have to be at least plus two or plus three in a turnover battle to even have a you know a legitimate shot to upset. But like I said, man, I just I just don't see that happening. So man, I I hope I'm wrong, but what my eyes have shown me the, the the first three games, and that's at home they struggled. So uh, you going against 104,000 people, man, it just uh, doesn't set up well for us, Steve. <laughs> All right, D, thank you for your call. Yeah, Appreciate you. Todd says uh, Auburn, Duke, Carolina, Arkansas, Ohio State, Tennessee, 34-21. Hopes he's wrong. Um, he says, I read what ETN's mom said. She's right and wrong. Fans have every right to voice their opinion for what we see on the field. No doubt. Voicing opinion doesn't mean we don't like player X or coach X. We're simply questioning the product on the field. 
if fans are making it personal, she's 100% accurate. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see the point. Look, you're not going to like to hear this, but Florida's fan base has the reputation of being whiny and being negative. That, that, there's no question in my mind about that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that seems to be what a lot of people think, and that's coming from a player's mother. So, just saying. Andrew, hello. Yes, Steve. Um, this game coming up tomorrow with the Gators and the Falls, you know, I can't remember one that's ever been, well, not in recent history, 10, 11-point spread such as this. But one, the one thing that really concerns me, and it's not Anthony Richardson throwing the ball as much as it is our defensive line not being able to have like we don't we lack the depth there and then you get this hurry up offense for the first time this season they're seeing the real thing here and they get overwhelmed with uh Tennessee hits a few plays and they get overwhelmed and we're not able I I really don't know about our second tier I I know we don't have the depth to keep pushing guys in and out of the tackle boxes and things, uh, but uh, that is the thing that I have a fear for uh, going into Saturday, Steve. Okay. Fair enough, Andrew. Thank you for your call. You yep. make, oh, you yeah, want to do, do the picks? picks? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll do the picks. All right. Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Ohio State. North Carolina and Notre Dame. The Tar Heels. Missouri-Auburn. Mizzou. Clemson-Wake. Clemson. Arkansas A&M. Arkansas. In a battle of unbeatens, Duke and Kansas. Oh, I'll go with the Dukies. And Gator score and wind. It's got to go with about 35 for the uh, balls and 14 for us. Uh, I regretfully render that, but that's just the way it is. All right. Andrew, thank you for your call. Bo Gator, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing today, brother? Doing great, man. Finally feels like fall up here in South Georgia. Good. Hey, so, I wish, uh, can you bring it down here a little bit? I think it'll be there this weekend, <laughs> I believe. If, I if the hurricane so. don't get you. Oh, yeah, that's what I don't want. Yeah, no no doubt. <laughs> yeah. But uh, watching the game the other night, I thought Coach went away from running the ball too early and started trying to do some throwing because we were killing on the ground. And we were out, uh, who was it, Brandon Cox went in? One of the linebackers. We had a backup, uh, number 17, I think it was. And it looked like every play he was like 10 yards to the left or right of where he needed to be. I don't know. I've never played the position. But it looked like our backups aren't ready to step up into that. And our only hope is to run the ball. And do like McElwain did against Georgia that one year with Dim Serrani and just run the same play over and over off the tackle on the other side. Sort of like LSU did us a couple years ago and just killed us the whole game. Well, I mean, look, give USF, you know, sometimes people don't give credit to the other team, but USF's game plan I thought was really good. Uh, their quarterback was an able runner, which you know, he couldn't throw. But he ran for over 100 yards, so that was certainly part of the game plan. And, you know, 
fans oftentimes, because it's their team, look at the negatives of their team as opposed to the positives of the other. And I, I mean, look, I don't think anybody thought this game was going to be close. I don't, I don't think even the most ardent USF fan thought that, but it happened. Yeah. Well, now the, you, now yeah, you move spread on. Was tw- the spread was 20-something points. Yeah. That's, why yep. I, yep. that's why I was so – but, I mean, like, the two plays they ran on touchdowns in the red zone, the misdirections they run, I mean, it was just – our whole team was them gone the other way, and it was like walking to the end zone. I mean, they, they had a game plan now. Yes, they did. And, uh, they saw that they, they saw they could run against us, and – they, they said we're gonna run this, and you're gonna like it. Yeah, yeah they got they got coaches too. Yeah, and they get paid too. I just I just hope that against Tennessee we show off our running game and just pound them because I, I'm not too confident in what I'm seeing wide receiver wise. Then again, I've never coached like I said before. You know, I played, but not like at that level. So all right, thank you yeah, for your it, call. All right, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Yep, Stay yep safe. same to you. Thank you for your call. You know what's amazing to me? Going into this season, man, Anthony Richards is going to sling the ball over the play. And now it's like, gee, I hope we run the ball. Gosh, I hope we run the ball. And, I mean, that's amazing to me that that's happened in this short period of time. Mike says he hopes to get a defensive lineman to decide to play hard on every snap instead of waiting for the opponent to get into the red zone. Just because a team runs on you doesn't mean you're not playing hard. You can play your fanny off and get beat. Host Richardson decides to show some energy and leadership on the field like he did last year. He gets 100% when running the ball instead of his timid way so far this year. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Molly Cooper. Number 20 Gators football travels to Knoxville to take on SEC rival number 11 Tennessee. Florida will be playing in a sold-out Neyland Stadium. In the last 17 years, the Gators have only lost once to the Volunteers. Pre-game coverage begins here at 1130 tomorrow. The Rays will play the Blue Jays tonight for their second game of a four-game set. The Rays look to build on their win from last night. Tune in for coverage of the game at 6.30. Number 12, Florida Volleyball heads up to Columbia, South Carolina this weekend to take on the Gamecocks on Saturday and Sunday. For high school football, Williston hosts Fort White and Hawthorne hosts P.K. Young. Both games begin at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast, 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You've heard me talk about them a lot. Because over the years, I've purchased a lot of vehicles from them. And i got to tell you, in all truthfulness, every one of them has been great for me. Lasted me a long time and very little maintenance. And the great thing about Southeast Cardency, too, the selection of vehicles. Wide variety. They try to do that to get the best variety of vehicles there. Trucks, cars, SUVs, foreigns, domestics so you can make the choice of vehicle that you want. If you go see them in person, then you get to test drive the vehicles, you get to check them out for yourself, and their sales staff is there to help you, but they never try to hard sell you. That's another great feature of Southeast Car Agency. SECars.com, you can go online, check them out. Otherwise, 
Tell him Sports Scene sent you when you go see him at Southeast Car Agency. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Hello, friend. Al Purnell here, the sausage man, for Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. People ask me how Old Folks Sausage got its name. Well, Old Folks was my daddy's nickname. He got it when he was a little boy, being around the old folks and listening to their stories and learning things. That's how he learned to make great tasting sausage the old-time way, and that's still how we make it today. Try Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage, because it's good. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe. Customize the perfect system for your home and start at simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Jeff's got uh, Texas A&M, Clemson, North Carolina, Ohio State, Duke, and Auburn, Vols 34, Gators 20. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Happy Friday, Steve. Uh, Steve, I, I didn't hear the thing from uh, the, the, the uh, 
the, the lady who called or whatever. But uh, I just want to say, Steve, and, and we, you are right. Uh, Las Vegas and even D and a lot of the guys, and, and I respect you guys' opinion. And some of these guys who really call, they are right about us. And But I don't think the team wants to hear it. And, Steve, I don't know. If you were in New York and you was like a Jets station, do you want your fans calling up talking about how bad they might be this weekend? Buffalo plays Miami. I, I mean, in Jacksonville. I listen to those fans. You know we don't have a chance to beat the Chargers, but you don't hear the negativity. And and, and I'm just saying that's my opinion, and I'm a fanatic because I've never come on here picking my team to lose. And when you start picking your team to lose, I think the players hear that. Y'all already know they're social guys. These guys are listening to more stuff than anybody. So they hear their home fans saying they're going to lose. That's kind of hard to go up and win. I've never played for a college team that my fans went against me before I even left the, the town. Thank you, Steve, and that's my opinion. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. I, I don't know that a player cares uh, that Joe Fan or Jane Fan predicts them to lose. Because if, if you're always going to predict them to win, well, then you're, 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 it, isn't, it isn't objective. Right, I mean, you—if you want to say your team's going to win every game, fine, but there's nothing wrong with saying your team is going to lose. Most teams do lose at some juncture. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, you know, talk. Excuse me, talk a little bit about Aaron Judge and uh, the Roger Maris thing. First of all, if memory serves me. Back in 61, when Roger hit 61, Mickey Mantle hit 54, but Mantle missed a good chunk of the season with injuries, did he not? He missed the end. Uh, they were neck and neck. Um, I, I don't remember. There was some injury he got. The Yankee announcer, Mel Allen, uh, referred him to his doctor. He got some sort of shot. It got worse, and he had to quit. He couldn't play anymore. He also, with all your talks with Roger, I'm sure if it, if what I'm going to say came up, he was probably too much of a class act to talk about it. But I've always heard that when they were both healthy, that a lot of people, especially the New York media, were pulling for Mantle to break the record because he was, quote, unquote, a true Yankee instead of being someone like Roger Maris who was acquired in a trade. Have you ever heard that? And yes. Did Roger ever speak of that? Yes, he speaks to it in the interview a little bit. That you'll hear. Um, but what people don't understand is Mickey Mantle was booed unmercifully in New York before Maris came. Unmercifully. He couldn't, he was hurt a lot. And despite MVP seasons and the Yankees winning, you know, Mantle didn't tip his cap, much like Ted Williams. Uh, you know, he, he was moody. Uh, and when Maris came, all of a sudden, Yankee fans realized, hell, we got a pretty good player here. And, you know, they adored him and sort of took out, you know, whatever fans do on Maris. That's just what happened. And yet, uh, personally, they were best of friends. You know, that's funny. Those New York Yankee fans seem to be a lot like Florida Gator fans that people are criticizing these days. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, that was Mike that said that, <laughs> not me. Okay. I'll go ahead with the pitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go from the bottom here. Uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina. I can't stand Notre Dame, North Carolina. Missouri, Auburn. Uh, I just think Auburn's got too much talent in Missouri. All right. Clemson, Wake. Clemson. Arkansas, A&M. 
Arkansas. Duke, Kansas. The uh, Fighting Krzyzewskis. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Do you have to ask? All right. Gator scoring why? You know, this is funny. I think, to use a quote you used a lot, I think Florida's playing with a little bit of house money because the roles in the series have been reversed this year. In the past, it's always been Florida's been favored. Florida's supposed to win. Florida's got all the attention. Now, all of a sudden, for the first time in a long, long time, Tennessee's being thrust in the limelight. You know, game day's there. Everybody's talking about how great they are. And I just think it's going to catch up. I think Florida's going to win 27-23 because I just think Tennessee is not quite prepared for what's going to happen nationally with all the limelight. Okay. All right. Mike, thank you. Appreciate your call. Jay, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Happy Friday. Same to you. Hey. So I got I got a couple questions for you. Um, so we we have been seeing a lot of this uh, pro style offense from Billy and things like that. So my question to you is, with with the spread offense. Okay, so I was looking at I was looking at some of the film from last game, and there's sometimes we are in two tight end set, and sometimes it's one receiver, and sometimes it's two receivers. And what I've been seeing that people have been doing, they've been doing the Mark Stoops is. They're packing that line, but if it's a pass, they're dropping seven or eight. So my question is, if you have two, if you have two, well, two tight ends, one wide receiver, and then you're dropping seven or eight, is it sometimes complicated for a quarterback, a new, uh, well, a young quarterback, to read all that? Because it seems like mostly what he's seen is the other color jersey, and maybe a flash or two of our color jersey, because we only have two or three out there. And then sometime when we do run the spread, that seems like the only time you see Anthony Richardson's head start to turn like he's reading the defense. Are you seeing that? Uh, I think it's a little more complicated than that. You know, they, they run 11 personnel. They run 12 personnel. Uh, when you're running 11, you got, you know, three receivers and a tight end. Um, it, I think it just depends on – you know, what they're trying to accomplish in the personnel set they're in, and I say this all the time, without knowing, you know, what the play call is, what the routes are, all of that, I do think this. If you go 12, well, now you got two tights, you only have two receivers in the, in, in the pattern, right? So yeah. is, does that help Anthony Richardson or does that hurt him? If you have two tight ends and they're – Good, like a Utah two tight ends, I think 12 personnel is great. But Florida's tight ends right now haven't done much in the passing game. So, you know, I, I just want to see what they do in terms of making some adjustments here. All right. And I just have one more question for you. Um, when I played college football, we, we had our offense from the beginning all the way to the end of the season. So if you see that your, that your quarterback is struggling and maybe that he's not seeing what you're seeing behind that film, is there? Have you ever seen any college teams or maybe NFL teams add packages throughout the year yes. to help out the quarterback? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, okay. it. This has happened to me. If if you have some plays that as a as a person who constructs the plays really like, your quarterback can't run them. They're not any good. I don't care how great the play is when you draw it up. If your quarterback can't execute it, Jay, it's not a good play. You've got, in my opinion, you have to call plays where your quarterback, A, is comfortable, and B, where he feels his skill set is going to be used. 
That is so true. And I, just the last thing, is that Trent Winnemore when I'm hearing the commercials? Is that our Trent Winnemore? Uh, I don't know. I heard a commercial, so I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, it's like when you guys are going over the weather and the high school sports games and things like that. Yes, yes, yeah. School. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, in our, in our, yes. He's he's uh, working under me. Yes, he's 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 enrolled in class. Oh wow, he's doing pretty good. I just heard his name because of that. All right, thank you. Steve. All right, so Jay. Good. Thank you. Hour two coming up. We're going to give you the weather in Knoxville and for the rest of the weekend here next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We get the buzz out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once they, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups, fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town, made to order. They support local Florida cattle ranchers, and they still feature great milkshakes, including the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, and if you're in a hurry, you can order online for a quick pickup at DickMondell's.com. Remember, open seven days a week. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The best burgers, shakes, and fries you'll eat at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene on this prognostication Friday. Christina's producing the broadcast today. Uh... We will get to your picks. We'll get to your calls as quickly as we can. Uh, uh, but we're not going to have a terrible amount of time today. TV20 Sports Director Kevin Wells will join us to talk about some of the high school games coming around the area and uh, Florida, Tennessee. Uh, you're going to hear an interview I did. Uh, I, 
I'm not going to tell you how many years ago because it would makes me be about 106 years old, uh, with the great Roger Maris, uh, with Aaron Judge, you know, now pursuing his record. You're going to hear uh, uh, an interview I did with him uh, on his time with the Yankees. But Megan Borowski now, UF forecaster, is here. And we're going to start with, uh, we already got some calls today, people going to Knoxville. I hear it's going to be really nice there. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. We've got high pressure building over the Great Lakes. Uh, today, it's it's gorgeous up there. Now, there is going to be a little bit of a system clipping the Great Lakes tomorrow, so we might have increasing cloud cover, but overall, it'll be a great day for a game uh, up in Tennessee. A little bit breezy, slight chance for a shower late tomorrow night in Knoxville, but the game's at 3.30, so we'll be good to go. Temperature-wise? Uh, should be in, in the 70s. Um, so overall, you know, it's not going to be oppressive. We should get into the mid-70s uh, at kickoff, and then we'll decline into the lower 70s closer to the evening. That sounds yeah, it's gorgeous. really nice fall day Oh yeah, in 100%. Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We've gone from <laughs> rain yeah. to no yeah. rain. How long does this last? So the weekend is going to be perfect. I was talking before to, to some colleagues. Of, it's too bad we didn't have a game in the swamp this weekend because we have a dry cold front moving through right now, a little bit of cloud cover moving through Gainesville. It is breezy, but I mean it feels like autumn out there. Um, overnight tonight, we're going to drop into the 60s. I'm excited for that. And yeah. then tomorrow for tailgates, gorgeous. Lots of sunshine. We should be in the mid-80s, low humidity, so great for outdoor plants. That's going to be the case Sunday as well. Um, and the start of the week is looking good. Um, as we get further on into the week, I'm watching some things that might bring some some unsettled conditions to us uh, in North Central Florida. Well, that's my next <laughs> yeah. thing because you know, again, talk about feast of it. Everybody. <sighs> And now all of a sudden there's all these systems out there. Yep. What's the latest with that? All right. So a lot a lot has happened over yeah. the past couple of days. Um, main thing we're watching right now is tropical depression number nine. And it is uh, just south of Hispaniola. It's north of the Venezuelan coast. It's over the, the southeastern Caribbean. It's going to track to the northwest over the next couple of days, likely getting to the southern Gulf of Mexico near Cuba by the end of the weekend, the start of next week. Latest forecast from the National Hurricane Center takes this thing close to South Florida, impacting South and Central Florida by the middle part of the week, possibly as a hurricane. So in the Storm Center, we are watching that. We do coverage for all of Florida. Um, so we're ramping up um, you know, preparations for that just in case. The forecast track is still uncertain. By no means is, is this nailed down or set in stone. Um, but we are making as, as many preparations as we can. So here in North Florida, um, there is the possibility that we might get skirted by something. We'll have an increased chance for, for at least rain showers and thunderstorms come the middle of the week. But uh, regarding impacts from a tropical something, it is, it is still too soon to really nail that down. Okay. Well, let's hope that it is not. Fingers crossed for North yeah. Central Florida. Appreciate you, girl. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Steve. That's UF weather forecaster Megan Borowski. Latest uh, on the weather in Knoxville and uh, in uh, our neck of the woods as well for the next few days. All right. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jake, you're up. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Um, I guess the, the way... I've seen this thing. It's going to be probably the noisiest, most boisterous crowd they're going to face all year. Is that you think that's the case? Uh, well, I mean, certainly a lot of people. Now, part of that is how they, how well they do, right? It's amazing how crowds don't yeah. get loud when they don't do well. But assuming you know at the beginning of the game, certainly if they're in the game, yeah, it'll be loud. But look, Flor- yeah, if I'm Billy Napier, forget that stuff, right? Florida's won 16 yeah. of the last 17. You think that crowd was any less loud than what it was before? 
That I don't want to say that's overrated, but it's amazing that when you're the home coach, you talk about your crowd and the swamp, and yet when you go away, ah, you know, we're, you know, we're not going to Canada to play this game. We're we're all right. I mean, it's amazing how that works. Well, cool, because I think it's got to be the perfect storm. And when I say the perfect storm, we need to basically play a perfect, flawless game, and they need to not play a perfectly flawless game. That's they're they're got a really as everyone knows they've got an explosive offense. They do. I'm not really yeah I'm not really sure how good their defense is, but you know just like somebody was saying you know they you know they spread the field out enough that they can go side to side they go vertical on you and with as young as some of our people are it's going to be a challenge for sure. Hope yeah. for the best and uh, and remember this is uh, a ten point it isn't like Tennessee's favored by fifty. It's a 10-point no. spread. Right. So, so we'll see. Hopefully uh, we'll keep it closer than 10 points. All right. You have a great weekend, Steve. Yep, thank Thanks. you, Jake. Appreciate your call. Joe, welcome to Sports Scene. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I appreciate you having Megan on there. It's good to hear the weather forecast. But uh, I think uh, last week the Gators were kind of looking ahead, got distracted, I think this week it's going to be focused, a different team, and Tennessee doesn't know what they got coming. Okay. Uh, now I go for my picks. All right. Uh, I was I, I was going to have you do the Florida pick first, but I never do that. So uh, Duke, Kansas, Battle of Unbeatens. Kansas. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin can Arca- never go for Ohio State. Arkansas, A and M. Arkansas. Clemson Wake. Clemson. Missouri Auburn. Auburn. Notre Dame Carolina. Notre Dame. Gators scoring why? 28 to 17 Gators. And I think, like I said, the Gators are going to take control of the game. They're going to be on their A game. Tennessee's going to get knocked back. And uh, the, the crowd's going to get knocked out of it. And uh, that's how the game's going to go. All right. Thank you, sir. Adam, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, let's go Gators, baby, on this happy Friday, man. Uh, thanks for the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Uh, let's get these picks out of the way. They seem to be pretty easy, man. Missouri-Auburn. Uh, Auburn. Notre Dame, North Carolina. North Carolina. Arkansas A&M. Arkansas. Clemson-Wake Forest. Clemson all day. Duke-Kansas. Kansas, baby. Jayhawks. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State all day. Gators scoring why? Man, I like the Gators in a, in a, in a very tight game. I like them uh, 27. I like this uh, Tennessee for 24. Very tight game. And um, I'm not going to go by opinions and, and whatever. I'm going to go by what I know. Uh, so far, the Gators are pretty doggone good at, at turning the ball over on defense. I think these young guys are going to get acclimated. I believe Cedric Tillman's going to be off the field, and our strength of our defense is the secondary. I think that um, our defensive line is going to show up. Brenton Cox is coming into his own. Hendon Hooker is going to have one hell of a day. Um, I'm counting some turnovers there, Steve. That's going to help us win, and the ground game stays going, baby. Go Gators. Beat Tennessee. All right, thank you. There's some things there that Florida has not shown to this point. So we'll see if they, in fact, do show it. Austin, hello. 
Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I want to um, get my pitch in, but I also want to um, touch on uh, the Rays baseball. All right. Do, let's do Rays baseball first. Okay, sure. Um, you know, um, as a Rays fan, I'm kind of nervous that they're somewhat, uh, you know, fading down the stretch here, although they did win last night. But, um, you know, if you had to guess today, um, do you think they make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. They'll make the playoffs. Okay, cool. Thanks for reassuring me on that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they, they would have to just go in the jar, and I don't think they're going to do that. Okay, that sounds good. Now on to the pitch, please. All right. Uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina. Um, I'm going to go uh, Notre Dame. Missouri, Auburn. Uh, I want, uh, or I think uh, Auburn's going to win. Clemson, Wake Forest. Uh, Clemson. Duke, Kansas. Uh, I think uh, Kansas gets it done. Arkansas, A&M. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Arkansas oh, into the hot team. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Ohio State. Gator scoring what? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but I think uh, 28-21 Florida. Uh, I think our defense uh, shuts down Hendon Hooker, and I think uh, Anthony Richardson and the offense uh, do just enough to win the game. So hopefully that happens. Go Gators. Please. All right, Austin, thank you once again. To this point, the Gator defense hasn't shut many people down. Um, Florida, by the way, in turnover margin is even. Tennessee uh, is plus three. That's tied for the second best in the SEC. Georgia is the best at plus six. You know what the worst is? Auburn is minus eight. And how about Alabama? They're minus two. So, you know, sometimes numbers can lie. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. More of your calls. We'll take your predictions on some of these games as well on Prognostication Friday, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alex Wynn. After last week's hard-fought victory, the 20th-ranked Gators football squad play their first away game tomorrow against the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Our game coverage begins tomorrow at 11.30. Tomorrow, the 12th-ranked Gators volleyball team heads to Columbia for an SEC duel against the South Carolina Gamecocks. As the MLB regular season winds down, the Tampa Bay Rays host the Toronto Blue Jays tonight. Both teams are looking to secure their spot in the heated AL wildcard race. Tune into our coverage of the game tonight at 6.30. And in Gainesville High School football tonight, P.K. Young plays Hawthorne, Gainesville plays Santa Fe, and Buholz plays Ocala Vanguard. All games begin at 7.30. I'm Alex Wynn, and that's your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. As a sm- Folks, you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? That team is the Arthrex team. They're hiring. What does Arthrex do? Well, they develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries from pro athletes to weekend warriors. They care about helping people get back in the game, and their employees care as well. If you're looking to make a difference, joining a global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits with locations in Florida, South Carolina, and California, and now Arthrex is hiring. To find out more, Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. You'll find out more about this great company. 
small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. When our clients are injured in an accident, it is our goal to lift the burden off of them from the moment they call us. If you call our office, you'll speak to one of our four practicing attorneys. We understand the stress that you and your family are under. We will help you and get the best results in your case. We fight as hard as we can. It becomes personal. It's not just a client, it's a personal relationship. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash auto loan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No purchase necessary. See website for contest rules. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Paul's got Clemson, Missouri, Kansas, Carolina, Arkansas, Ohio State, Tennessee, 35-10. Richardson makes early pick, never recovers. Tennessee jumps on him. Uh, let's see here. BB, Auburn, Kansas, Clemson, ugly A&M uh, in the NFL. Perhaps last Brady Rogers, meaning Bucks 24-17. Saints, he's a Saints guy, over the Panthers 20-17. Uh, in the Gator game, can they pass? Can they run? Can they defend? Does Coach really chew sugar-free gum and actually like it? So many questions. Gators 24, Vols 20. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Um, you know, it, it's surprising to me to see how fast people forget how bad Kansas is. <laughs> I mean, they hadn't won, I think it was something like 40 in a row over the last, like, four years. Yeah, they've won a couple now, and they're they're coming back. But 
historically, Kansas beating Duke would be huge. Would you agree to that? Uh, I don't know about huge. I mean, if, <laughs> if Kansas beat um, Ohio State, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. huge. Um, because Duke's not been particularly good recently either. I, I guess uh, so, yeah, but, true. you know, when you have three, two basketball schools that are 3-0 and <laughs> and apparently Kansas is selling the stadium out, good for the that's Jayhawks. Good for I them. Mean, that's wild. That's wild to think. I mean, they were back in the day. They would sign like a a minor minor league double A team to get one win a season, and that was their homecoming game. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, I remember that. Anyway, you know, I kind of wanted to touch base and get your thoughts. I know we can talk about it all week and about Richardson throwing and accuracy and these things. What can the coaching staff do better to get the running backs out in the flats open and the receivers? more short routes, easier throws for him to do. What, what can they do in play-wise that will help that confidence? Well, you know, sometimes I forget what I had for supper last night, so sometimes my memory <laughs> isn't, you know, really good. But how many deep shots has Florida taken? Uh, maybe one or two, Max. Yeah, so to your question, you know, shorter routes, I think the routes have been short. Right. Right? Now – Maybe maybe a better way is get more open, uh, you know, an easier throw, you know, that more easily completed. Well, I think what fans, especially in the NFL, see is, you know, the backs in the two-back set or the backs in the one-back set, and he goes, you know, out you know, near the sideline, they throw him a swing pass. That, yep. okay, that's, that's one way, you know, you could certainly do that. Now... Florida, a lot of times, will go empty and they'll send the receiver, I'm, I'm sorry, the running back out as a receiver. My question there is, and I don't know the answer, but I think I know the percentage, how many times when that's done does the throw go to the running back? No, not less often. Less than 10%. Yeah, yeah than not 10%, often. I would say, yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, I mean, that I think that's done to have another defender out of the play, you know, blah, blah, blah. So right. I do think... The challenge, Coppergator, to your point, what kind of throws are going to make Anthony Richardson gain some confidence? Right. And I think, and I think what I'm saying, too, Steve, is kind of piggybacking on here is let's, let's bootleg him out of the pocket a little bit. Let, let's, instead of him you know, maybe having to do reads like we, like we see a typical quarterback, drop three steps, drop five steps, check one read, check two, check three reads, you know, let's swing to the right or swing to the left. Let's bootleg out. If it's not there, he, how many times has he thrown the ball away this year, Steve? Maybe two or three times, you know? So so those things, I think, really can benefit him in, in this offense on this game this weekend. I'll do my picks, and I'll let you get, get the okay. next guy. Uh, let's go uh, Missouri-Auburn. I'm taking uh, the Tigers. I'll take Auburn Tigers. Okay. Notre Dame-Carolina. Uh, Notre Dame over Carolina. Clemson-Wake. Clemson. Arkansas A&M. I think Arkansas gets it done. A&M's coming off of a, you know, a pretty good couple games, but I think Arkansas, they, they play a nasty game, a, a really hard style, and I think they're going to take this one. Ohio State, Wisconsin. I, I want Wisconsin, but I think Ohio State's too good. Duke, Kansas. I'm taking Duke. And Gators scoring why? So uh, there's no way we win this game, Steve, if it's 24-20 or – if we score less than 30 points, we've given up three straight games over 25 points. It was 26, 26, and 28. 
we're not going to hold them under 30, I don't believe. I think the score is going to be 38-33, and I'm hoping the Gators are on the high end, so I'm going to take the Gators just because I'm a homer. But I think it's 38-33 Gators, and uh, we'll talk to you Monday, buddy. Have a good one. Yep, thank you, Copper Gator. Appreciate the call. Uh, Steven, against Tennessee, Pitt had the ball 35 minutes to the Vols, 25. Pitt ran 84 plays. Maybe Tennessee will make some uncharacteristic mistakes like they have so many times against the Gators. Yeah. But is Florida capable of that? Right? Because turnovers have been an issue. And we'll see. Look, people have said this all along. It's a, it depends on which side of the street you're on. Some have said, well, Florida's strength is running the ball. They've got to run the ball, control the clock, make this a shortened game, and win a game, you know, 26-23 to 23 or something like that. Fine. Others are saying, hey, we've got to get the quarterback game. We've got to get the quarterback confidence. We have to make him, you know, be a thrower for the long haul. Well, I get that, but here's my gig. Right now, if I'm coaching, here's what I do. If I have to run the ball 80 times against Tennessee to win the game, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to just manufacture a play for a player because he's struggling. Billy Napier knows way more football than me. And, it, and, and Billy Napier is going to construct a game plan that he feels is the best to win this game. I don't know how else better to say that. Mark says, Duke, Ohio State, Arkansas, Wake, Auburn, Tennessee, 66-10. to 10. UT will run up to score big time. They know this is the last opportunity for the next 20 years. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Um, all right. Tampa Mike wants me to do my Leonard's loser. So here we go. <clears throat> now, this version of the swamp lizards have been hard to predict, and they'll find a band of rocky toppers with their muskets loaded for gator. But these gators play their best as underdogs, and they'll find a way for some Napier magic. Leonard's loser in a close one, Tennessee. Mercy, Percy, get me out of here. Okay, there you go. There's my Leonard's loser. Um, Daniel says, more of a statement than a question. Why does it feel like UF already's done almost a complete season while everybody else is still waiting to get into the meat of theirs? Because they're playing ranked teams, I think. Uh, fans are trying to reconcile the difference between the macro and micro trends of the program. The macro trend is up with positive recruiting, the new facility, and general vibe around the program. The micro trend is down with the struggles we've been having the last couple of games. One wants the micro trends to confirm what we're seeing with the macro trends. It creates conflict when they're the opposite. Whew. That's a little above my pay grade, Daniel, but I, I get the point. If we throw under 15 passes, I think we have a shot and indicate success in the run game. But he believes Vols pull away 31-20. And, Daniel, it was good to see you the other day as well. Uh, Lee says, I saw the messages ATN's mom was upset about. It was a simple debate about who should get more carries. All references to ET were still very complimentary. Well, Lee, that's not accurate. That, that's not accurate. That is not what that, that was. There was more to it than that. It was not a simple debate about should get more carries. I mean, I, I'm not great at English, but I can read. And it wasn't that at all. That was a little, bit, a little bit of it, but that was not the drift of it at all. Um, so, again, one person's opinion. Um, 
And then um, Brad, uh, he's in Knoxville, sitting in my office in West Knoxville. It's a nice 67 degrees. It's going to be great weather for the game. Throwing out Tennessee's game against Ball State and Akron, two very bad teams. Who do you think is the better team, Pittsburgh or Florida? I like our chances based on what I saw from Tennessee in that game. Your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, look, that game was on the road, too, for for Tennessee. They won a road game. I don't know how good Florida is now. I mean, does anybody really know how good Florida is at this point? 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. TV 20 Sports Director Kevin Wells joins us next ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. One thing people really love about International Diamond Center, their diamond experts are not paid on commission. No commission structure means no pressure, brutal honesty, no fluff. That's IDC veteran diamond expert Robbie Blue, who says this approach removes the stress and puts you in control. If I've got three items here and it doesn't benefit me to sell you any one of those, I want you to pick what you like. There's zero incentive to upsell you or steer you in a more expensive direction. If I show you three diamonds that are the shape that you're after and the size. And if one is 11,000, one is 8,000, and one is 6,000, do you see a difference? No commission means I can tell you that take that 2,000 or 3,000 and put it somewhere in your life that will make a difference. If you can't tell the differences, then don't spend it. No commission sales means more honesty, more transparency, and overall just a more pleasant experience. It makes it more fun. It makes it more enjoyable, I think, for me and very much believe for the client. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
A dry cold front is moving through our area today, turning breezy this afternoon, but otherwise sunny and warm. Highs in the mid to upper 80s. This evening, an overnight sky staying clear. Low temperatures turning cool. We'll drop into the mid to lower 60s tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, still breezy. Highs in the mid 80s with lots of sunshine. That'll be the case for Sunday as well. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Because I didn't think Tua played well. Like he had a couple underthrown balls and you got Tyree Hill. And give credit to the Dolphins. And people are going to overreact to Tua. Six touchdown passes. Hey, it's a great start. And I want to see when you have to make those big plays. Like that's the really important part of all of this. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online. WRUF.com. Mike's picking Tennessee 35-21. Gators can't develop a passing game. Going to be a long season. Otha in Tulsa. Uh, Auburn, Notre Dame, A&M, Clemson, Kansas, Ohio State. Gators 31-28. Lead on the running game. Enough from the passing game. The last team with the ball probably wins. Uh, Daniel in South Florida. Shane says Richardson needs to complete passes and let the receivers work. I agree. So we see it. Don't think he can be a consistent passer in the SEC. Well, that's got to be proven. No question. TV20 Sports Director Kevin Wells now joins Sports Scene here. Kevin, how are you, man? What's up? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Uh, don't know if you had a chance to listen. Uh, it, it's amazing. the fan. You know, look, the, the home comes out, right? During the week, a lot of doom and gloom. And now Gators are – the majority of people are picking Florida to win here. I get it. How do you see this game? Yeah, recent history would indicate that the, the people, that the fans, Skater Nation, has a lot of faith just because of how things have gone. I mean, regardless of who's a quarterback, regardless of who's a head coach, Florida's come out on top in this rivalry 16 out of 17 years. So I get the level of optimism. It kind of mirrors the level of optimism that approaches the start of the season itself. You know, in the summertime, it's always, boy, uh, Gators are lucky if they go 7-5. and five, <laughs> You bet. And all of a sudden, they beat Utah, and then they're going to a, a New Year's Six game. So it's, <laughs> it, it definitely fluctuates, and, uh, you know, the pendulum swings based on one outcome here and there. You know, a lot. there's a lot of subplots to this game, and obviously if you're in Gainesville, a lot sits with Florida. You know, can, can Florida continue to run the ball successfully? Can Richardson get out of his funk? Can the defense, you know, stop the running attack? But I think Tennessee, as well as they played, still have questions. I mean, Pittsburgh's ranked. Let's give them credit. Tennessee struggled to beat them and then played two subpar teams. Do you think this Tennessee team is for real? Yeah, we'll find out uh, after this game, I think. Yeah, yeah, the Pittsburgh game is the one that you would base everything on because that was a road game. It was a ranked opponent. And, yeah, they, they just kind of found a way in an overtime struggle as well. They just kind of found a way to beat a team. They still gave up about 30 points. So I, I feel the Gators will have a, a good chance to move the ball against this team, the way that the Gators can run, and multiple running backs, and 
and all that. It, it's a matter of whether the Gators passing game can, can find a gear. And it, it really, uh, listening to Coach Billy Napier talk about the passing game earlier this week when he was asked about it, it, it takes all 11 guys. I mean, it takes better routes. It takes more precision and timing and all that. And it's a new system as well. And uh, I think if they can diversify their offense, they're going to be dangerous. I, I had this as a topic on the show earlier this week. If if one would concede that Georgia and Alabama are one two in terms of the best teams in the SEC, who would you put at three, Kevin? Yeah, I, uh, boy, uh, can I tell you after the Arkansas A and M game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the winner of that game's got a got a good look at it. I mean, A and M's just so uh, struggling so badly offensively. It's gonna it's hard for me to see them winning that. Um, Arkansas has looked good though. Uh, it's it. You know, it's hit and miss with them sometimes. And honestly, Kentucky, you know, on that list of teams, on that list of basketball schools, that's three and yeah, yeah. <laughs> two of whom two of whom play each other, Kansas and Duke this week. But no, Kentucky has played well enough to be considered that. But I think it's it's between Arkansas and and A&M as to who the actual third best team is going to be. What's coming up on your high school football slate? Well, you know, there's 32 high schools in North Central Florida that we recognize as being local. And so for any two of the top five to ever play each other is somewhat rare when you consider that there's districts involved and all that. But when you have Buholt and Vanguard playing each other, that's your game of the week. It's, it's, I take the NFL approach to assigning primetime assignments. If it's those two teams are playing each other, that's like your Sunday night game of football. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Buholtz Vanguard is what we're going to lead off sports overtime with tonight. Uh, 3-0, Buholtz coming off a, you know, a touchdown victory closer than they would have liked last week and vanguard's three and one are consistent as always their only losses by a touchdown and other than that we have some all local matchups hawthorne played its first home game of the season tonight here in week five they had a cancellation they had a covid uh, reassignment so they haven't uh, just by sheer bad luck they haven't had a home game yet they're hosting pk young uh union county is that newberry that's a pretty good game newberry is undefeated and then unfortunately Something has happened to GHS and Santa Fe where they're both winless and they're playing each other. So something's got to give, uh, 0-4 uh, versus 0-4. And there's, in addition to the Vanguard game, there's plenty of good games in Marion County, which we claim as being local. Trinity Catholics at home, North Marion's at home, and Danellon and Taurus play each other. So there's a, a quite a bit of flavor, uh, you know, multiple counties, and a pretty big radius that we try to get to every Friday. All right, we're going to see what happens tonight on TV20 Sports Overtime where Kevin and company have all the information on all the high school football games coming up tonight. We'll talk to you soon, Kev. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. You got it. Uh, Kevin Wells, TV20 Sports Director. Is this Harsha? Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey, doing well, man. Just want to say hello. You know, I live in Tennessee right now, but uh, down in Gainesville for the weekend. But uh, go Gators, man. I think... uh, the Gators are going to uh, right the ship and uh, take care of uh, take care of Tennessee and Knoxville. It's a. Am- I would say today, I'm not seventy percent, maybe sixty five percent have picked Florida, and that is amazing, considering what I was hearing at the beginning of the week. But hey, fandom kicks in. I get it. Absolutely, love the show, buddy. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to talk to you, man. Thanks, Harsh. We'll see you later. See you, bud. Yep, uh, Harsh is a guy I work with. Back at Kiss 105 a long time ago. He's back in town. So uh, thanks for the call, Harsh. Good to talk to you. Uh, Jonesy says, do you believe Florida's defensive line is able to, as they say, get home against Tennessee's offensive line? Because I feel the defense is the key to win, not the offense. 
Next question is, if Florida's defensive line can shut down the passing game by disrupting the quarterback, do you feel Tennessee has enough of a running game to beat Florida? That's a good question. I mean, look, they've been pretty balanced, but they run a lot of plays. That's what this offense is predicated on. Fast, tempo, hurry up, lots of plays. They want to run 75, 80 plays to keep, make defenses tired and keep the other team's offense off the field. So that may be you know, one of the keys to the game. Um, we will find out. And uh, Jonesy also says, uh, thinks Tennessee's going to win 27-17. to uh, 17. A couple of other emails here. Uh, let's see. Todd says this. I grew up wanting to play Major League Baseball. I knew at some point there were people more gifted, talented. It would never become a reality. There's no doubt Richardson's athletically gifted. But maybe this is the point where his dream of becoming the Gator quarterback needs to be questioned. Maybe it's possible there's a player that gives the team a better chance to win. But if the coaches aren't brave enough to make that business decision, we'll never know. I want you to take what Todd just said and encapsulize that for a minute. Just, just, just chew on that for a minute. A few short weeks ago, Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman Trophy. A few short weeks ago, he was going to be a first-round draft choice. A few short weeks ago, Gator fans were saying, oh, you got to put him out. He's going to throw. Now, he's not the only person who has said maybe it's time for him to play another position. That's how far the pendulum has swung here. Absolutely amazing to me. David says, we all said as soon as players started getting paid, some of the cordial conversations about them go south only because now they're paid to produce. I know running back ETN gets paid through NIL. If it makes his mom feel any better, I just purchased his jersey. I'm waiting on it in the mail. I think the kid's outstanding. I think he should run the ball more. That's why we pay a coach. Here's the trouble, okay? I think Montrell Johnson is Florida's best running back right now. I'm going back to last year. Dan Mullen played three running backs, was criticized for it. Well, now some fans, Naquan Wright has become an absolute afterthought. Coming into the year, he was Florida's best back. But now nobody wants to see him play. It's all about Johnson and Etienne. And I, I get it. But once again, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and then this is a great entree into the, my baseball interview. Carl says, if you're pitching to Aaron Judge, do you unintentionally, intentionally walk him? Or do you take your chance and let him break the record? I absolutely pitch to him. Absolutely. Now, you've got to pitch to win the game, Right? I mean, it, that's the bottom line. You can't worry about a record or what. But I mean, if, there's, if there's two outs and nobody on, am I going to walk Aaron Judge because I don't want to have him? No, I'm not. But if it's, a, if it's something where you've got to pitch to him carefully, 
because there's a guy on second base. You don't want him to beat you when you walk him. That's a different story. We're going to end the show today with an interview I did with Roger Maris, who talked about playing in New York, getting the record, all of that. You'll hear that next. 143, Tie Check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alex Wynn. After scraping away a victory against USF last week, the 20th-ranked Gators head to infamous Neyland Stadium to take on the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Our coverage of this SEC matchup begins tomorrow at 11.30. After huge wins against the Wisconsin Badgers and Alabama Crimson Tide last week, the 12th-ranked Gators volleyball squad faces South Carolina tomorrow afternoon. In Gainesville High School football tonight, Newberry faces Union County, Gainesville plays Santa Fe, and Buholz takes on Ocala Vanguard. The three games will kick off at 7.30. And in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays face the Toronto Blue Jays tonight. Both teams are looking to secure a wild-card spot in the AL. Our coverage begins at 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex Wynn. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Your home sold guaranteed realty is run by Scott Caldwell. Are you considering selling your home? Have you gotten the upfront written agreement guaranteeing the sale of your home at your price from your realtor? Well, that's what Scott Caldwell does. You get that at your home sold guaranteed realty. His upfront written guarantee says simply this. Your home will sell at your price and in your time frame or Scott will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell. And also, you benefit from the peace of mind knowing you're going to get the price in your time frame. And included in Scott's written guarantee is you always get his highest price. If at any time a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not just Scott's guaranteed offer. So take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell. You'll be glad you did. 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000. Or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. 
We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. September is World Ozone Month, so it's a great month to get rid of all your aerosol sprays and replace them with eco-friendly options. Also, check your air conditioner to make sure it doesn't have any leaks and schedule any necessary repairs or maintenance. And lastly, use your car less by walking or biking to close destinations. The ozone layer will thank you. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? The future is now. The Gators hit the road to face the Tennessee Volunteers. 10 to the 5. Chop, chop, chop. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, Aaron Judge in the process now of chasing Roger Maris's American League record for home runs. Here is a conversation I had with Roger a long time ago talking about his time in New York. Well, my first reaction was I really didn't care for it because uh, we had bought a home in Kansas City. I was uh, very happy playing there. It was an enjoyable place to play, and uh, I really wasn't too fond of the idea of moving going to New York, even though I think uh, career-wise there's probably no place better in the world to play than New York. What was the feeling like playing for the New York Yankees? Was there a, a big deal about playing for the Yankees? I guess everybody in, in folklore or whatever, especially being from New York, thinks oh, what a great thrill to play for the Yankees. Did you feel that? Well, I think it is for every ball player uh, that plays there. Uh, First of all, I think when any kid comes into baseball, you're awed by the, the word Yankees, the New York Yankees. Uh, you walk into that ballpark and uh, you look at that ballpark and you're awed by it all. There's a lot of history behind it. Uh, I somewhat look at the ball club ballpark now and uh, it's changed a lot. Uh, that history isn't quite the way it, it was uh, as far as I'm concerned because uh, well, you know, you look at the thing and you say, well, this is the house Ruth built and it was just a uh, I know there was a lot of charisma there. Most people, of course, know about the year you had, 1961, but 1960, you were the most valuable player. Did you feel that you had just as good a year in 60 as you did in 61? No, uh, 60, I really felt I had a better year. Uh, I hit the ball better. I had a little period there where I uh, broke up a double play and got hurt for a while, and that tailed me off. I was, I was hitting well above 300 when uh, that happened, and. I think I ended up that year probably 280, 39 home runs, uh, led the league in uh, RBIs. And I did have a good, what I felt was a good year and probably a better hitting year than the 61 year. But uh, 61, I would, uh, I just couldn't buy any base hits except home runs. Being a pull hitter, though, it does hurt you because uh, being a pull hitter, you're naturally hitting everything from second base to first base. So really, your defenses can play you a lot easier. All right, let's get to 1961. The, just about every newspaper account or any book account I've read 
showed Roger Maris having so much pressure because of the home run deal and trying to catch Babe Ruth. Was there really that pressure involved in that year? Well, there was, I think, mainly uh, that was a lot of newspaper talk. Uh, pressure, I don't think there was any pressure in the sense of playing baseball. Baseball was my only really, I guess, relief of the whole year. The pressure came prior to the ball game and after the ball game uh, with the press. The press uh, have a funny way of doing things. They have deadlines to meet, and they don't care whether I have to go out and take batting practice or uh, get loose or chase fly balls or one thing or another. They want you now, and so that's when uh, you're supposed to do all that stuff. And uh, if you don't do it, of course, then you can subject to some adverse publicity. Did that bother you as a, as, as a player? Because there were some articles that were good, and there were other articles that were bad, saying that you wouldn't do an interview or whatever during 61. Did that adverse publicity bother you then? Well, uh, I think it'd bother anybody after a while. You like to see things that are true in the paper, not uh, a lot of the untruths. Uh, although, you know, I was one of the guys uh, that was always out on the field early, and I like to go through the the regular routine of ch chasing my fly balls uh, while the pitchers were taking their batting practice and that stuff. And, and when 61 came along and when things started getting a little hot for the, the home run record, of course, I had to eliminate a lot of that because I, uh, of the press that they just didn't want to allow me that time to do it. I think anybody's in that situation. I think Pete Rose, when he was probably going for the 44, probably had a lot of similar things happen to him and maybe Hank Aaron too. Forevermore, I guess, because of Commissioner Ford Frick, the 61 has a little mark by it. And the, the home runs were hit, really, that you hit, were hit in a shorter span of time and less games, because I think you hit your first one at the 11th game. I hit my first one in 11th game, yeah. So actually, you hit more home runs in a shorter game span than Babe Ruth did. Well, I've, I've read in uh, newspapers, which I showed you one that I received the other day, that uh, is very similar to that, uh, and I don't know, I really haven't gone in the records to verify it, but uh, like the one I showed you the other day, where uh, on official plate appearances I had like 684 and Ruth had 687 in the same, uh, you know, same all official at-bats for, uh, from the first 60, so. <laughs> <laughs> does it, does it uh, bother you to see when you read a book that you see 61 and an asterisk by it. Does, it, does it bother you? No, it really doesn't bother me to see a 61. I don't really uh, uh, look at that as anything deterring. Nobody's got the record until they get mine, so consequently that little mark really doesn't make anything. I think probably the thing that uh, would bother me more than anything is how uh, oh, a lot of the writers or uh, even baseball herself many times I think try and cheapen the record that I do have by, uh, well, they give you this stuff, well, you hit in front of Mickey, or you had Yankee-friendly Yankee Stadium, or you had one excuse after the other, lively ball, the expansion of the league, and this and that. Well, that, my way of thinking, if that's the case, why didn't somebody else do it too? I mean, you know, why me? After 61, could there have been any way in 62 where baseball fans and baseball press could have been happy with their performance? I think after that, it really got pretty tough, didn't it? Well, I don't think they'd been too happy regardless. Uh, I don't, sometimes I wonder even what would have happened. Like, I, I'm sure that uh, they were pulling for Mickey to do it above me for uh, what reason, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it would have been the same if Mick uh, would have done it. Uh, 
the press was all over Mickey prior to that year. They were giving him a bad time, and uh, I was a well. I was uh, Mickey was up in the major leagues quite a little before I got there, and uh, you know I, as a young kid uh, or younger kid than Mickey, was looking at this thing and saying, "Geez, why does a guy with his ability, all the great things he's done in baseball, uh, you know, the guy is just a super superstar, and the press getting all over him like that? You can't understand that." And uh, then, of course, when I hit the home runs, they came along and they, they got on me and me all of a sudden got off his back. But uh, I look at that, Mick just was finally getting the dues that it was owed to him prior to that, you know. Right. But uh, I guess that's just the way it goes. After 1964, what had been just every Yankee team that had been tremendous and all of a sudden the roof bottoms, and you got hurt in part of 65, why did you decide to retire, you had said that you were going to quit, I believe, after... After the 66 season, I was going to quit. I was tired of it. I broke my hand in 65. I couldn't swing the bat the way uh, I had. I lost the strength in the last two fingers uh, of my right hand, and uh, I think it was just a conglomeration of many things. I think I got tired of the people getting on my back. I got tired of the press on my back. Uh, I lost my desire to play. I just didn't have that get-up-and-go that it took. Uh, that I feel it takes to stay out there. So then, when you decided to retire, why'd you go to St. Louis? Well, uh, there, well, there's some back history on this thing that uh, the Yankees already knew I was retiring, and they went ahead and made this trade, and uh, I just didn't want to leave myself to some more adverse publicity. Uh, well, you know, you're quitting uh, just because you were traded. So I decided to play this a little bit. Besides the 61 home runs, would you say that playing in a World Series was your biggest thrill in baseball? I think, uh, well, there's a few big thrills. I don't know which would be the biggest. Uh, I think one of the biggest thrills I ever had was the first day I put on a Cleveland uniform and played that first ball game. I think another big thrill for me was uh, I was a great admirer of Ted Williams. and. Uh, uh, the first time Boston came into Cleveland, uh, my first year, uh, to be able to play on the same field with a guy like Ted Williams, which of course he put on a, a tremendous show of hitting three home runs, one over left field, right field, and center field fence, which is pretty hard to beat. <laughs> and uh, then, fortunately, I played in uh, World or uh, an All-Star game in 1959, which uh, I thought was a, a, a big thrill. And, uh, of course, naturally, the 60 uh, World Series was my first World Series, and that was a big, big thrill. And, I don't, you know, to say which one is the most important or which one was the most thrill, I don't know. They were all thrills. Most people, I don't know about most, but some, when you say to them, Roger Maris lives in Gainesville, Florida, they say, oh, I didn't know that. You like it like that? Well, uh, you know, I get around. I don't hide from nobody. Uh, uh, you know, I do what I think I have to do. Uh, being in business here, uh, you know, there's many things I do. I run these eight counties here, uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe some don't know I'm here and some do. <laughs> How's your golf game? Well, it's in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, uh, what are some of the ex-Yankees doing, and, and are you close friends with any Yankees in particular? Yes, I had a call from Moose Gowron this morning, as a matter of fact, and uh, Moose wanted to send some balls down to get signed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I talk to Moose now and then. I play with play golf quite a bit with Mickey, about maybe five six times a year. Uh, I see Whitey Ford quite frequently and uh, Billy now and then, and Cleet Boyer. 
just now moved down to Largo, Florida, so I see Cleek quite a little, and you see quite a few. Roger, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Okay. Yeah, that was a pleasure. Um, great man, and to think he's had that home run record uh, all these years since is amazing, and Aaron Judge is uh, chasing it. And we'll see if he ties or goes ahead. The Yankees are playing the Red Sox this weekend. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow our first and ten pregame show begins at eleven thirty, and then an hour after the game or so, about forty-five minutes or so after the game, the extra point postgame show. Your chance to call in and talk about what happens with the Vols and the Gators. Thanks to Christina for producing today. Thanks to all of you for listening and participating. We'll do this again on Monday. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Enjoy this. WYUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.